Hello, I'm Pete Can, laughter leader, positive thinker, and entrepreneur. And you're listening to Laughter and Positivity with Pete, where each week I'll bring you tips and tricks to lead a happier, more positive life. Ready? Let's go. Hey guys, it's Pete Can here, and thank you for tuning in today for today's episode. And uh, I just wanted to bring something slightly different to you today. Uh, I've been doing a lot of interviews myself recently with other podcast hosts, uh, Facebook Live hosts, and um, this episode today was a recent interview that I did with Karen Burge at the um, Elegant Entrepreneurs Club. And uh, we sort of de- deep dived into my story a little bit. And I thought, actually, you know, you, you know, you know a fair bit about me, but actually this interview sort of opens up a few more things about sort of my story, really. So I thought rather than actually recording a whole brand new episode, why not give you this uh, interview so you can have a little listen to it and... Um, yeah, get to know me a little bit more. And it would be great to hear what your thoughts are on this episode. If it's something that resonates, is there anything that you think actually, do you know what? I didn't realize Pete did that. And um, yeah, just reach out to me. I'm all ears. I'd love to hear from you. So anyway, before we go any further, I'd like to introduce you to Karen as she uh, starts interviewing someone you should know by now, uh, Pete Can. Hi, everybody, and here's another interview with one of our wonderful members of the Elegant Entrepreneurs Club. And today we've got Pete, Pete Can, the Laughter Man. So I have this feeling this interview is going to be a little bit different. Um, I think we're going to be giggling in our socks by the end of this. (laughs) So, Pete, hi, welcome. And um, I'm shining the spotlight on you, which I know you're quite used to. But anyways, shine the spotlight on you today. Um, but start off, you know, Pete Can the Laughter Man sounds brilliant, but I'm sure like everybody else, you've got a bit of a journey. Um, so tell me, where did it all begin? Where did it all begin? Okay, so I, I have got a serious side as well, Karen. So um, 2009, um, Chloe, my wife and myself started our chef agency um, in Bristol. Um, so 11 years ago. And that's gone through lots of different guises over the years. Um, And we sort of, yeah, so the chef agency, we, like I say, run for 11 years, had lots of different staff coming in and out, Um, lots of different... All the all the all the usual trials and tribulations of running your own business, not enough time, not enough money, and issues with the team, you know, with people generally. So um and then obviously lockdown, you know, we're recording this in lockdown and and that came along well, I think it was March, wasn't it? And and literally decimated the business really, going trading from probably doing 20% revenue of what we were supposed to be doing, um, which is massive. And it's, you know, people just don't need chefs and, and which, which is fair enough you know, we can, we can help that. So, um, but that sort of gave me the opportunity to get involved with the passion that I obviously wearing at the moment, the red hat and um, sort of the laughter yoga side of things. It, it made me, gave me the headspace i suppose and the the gap to actually go right well nothing's happening over in the chef world in the the chef tree as we're known now um so therefore i've got time to focus on canned laughter and laughter 
yoga and present you know providing laughter um therapy sessions laughter um remote sessions with people so um and what what's been really really good actually is that i've combined 11 years of um like business marketing sales and put it into my passion and things are really starting to take off now like it's, it's taken a little while to get there mm-hmm. but again you put a little bit in every day a little bit a little bit and when you do something you love it just naturally you 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 you, yeah, you just do it don't you it, it's yeah, there's no yeah. problem yeah. so and i think what's happening now is that the the way i've sort of put myself out there the way i've marketed myself people are getting attracted to me now and going right okay actually what is this all about and you know this guy pete seems to be providing this service that actually we need as a team you know we've got a team of people that are working remotely they need to somehow connect with each other and we can do the zoom calls they're fantastic we can have the zoom you know drink evenings or quizzes but actually what I provide is quite unique and it gets the whole team laughing together. Um, you've got Mary and accounts, Steve in marketing and like, you know, that they, they don't usually <laughs> maybe laugh together, but we've got them just laughing and it, it's, it's amazing. And it's such a really nice thing for me to be able to provide laughter to people. And it's, it's, it's one of my missions that I've set out is if I can, if I can bring laughter to one person, one new person a day, I'm doing a really good job. And, and, fortunately for you karen today i think you are that one person <laughs> it might be but a, the, we're going to get through a bit first but um so were you doing sorry were you doing anything around the the, the laughter before we went into lockdown because it sounds as though it was a quick change but i don't i think you were doing something before then weren't you yeah so i um so i discovered laughter yoga in 2017 at womad festival Mm. I was walking um just at fe- used to have a festival every year go to WOMAD um take two weeks off it's just a standard thing we've been doing for probably nine ten years and this year so I walked in and I, I just heard laughter and I was just like what what's going on there's a comedian going on I like a bit of laughter and fun walk around the corner 100 people lying on their backs laughing and I was just like what is this all about <laughs> this is not a, com- <laughs> a comedian there's a, and there's a guy in the middle just doing this this sort of just talking to them and getting them laughing and I was it's like right okay so the, i found out it was laughter yoga went the following day did the whole session and it just blew my mind because i was just like i finished it and i was just really just really calm and relaxed and but i'd also had a really solid belly laugh and i just from then was addictive and, and just started sort of following it and just like went to basically learn how to run a session um, I did a session at a retreat with um, some other business owners um, uh, back in well, when that, that must have been 2018. And again, just I didn't learn, I didn't know how to do it. I just went on Google, learned uh, um, some of the exercises, did this session with these business owners, and and at least half of them just turned around to me and said, you need to do more of this. And I got offered a gig there and then for uh, 200 choirists, basically in Wales. And because uh, <laughs> one of the ladies runs a choir and she's just like, would you, would you, um, a lady called Keris, actually, you might know her, but um, she, she basically runs a choir. She's like, oh, I'm doing a choir. I'm doing a, a it's a boot camp. Uh, Pete, I think it'd be really good to get you to do the laughter. I was like, yeah, no worries, Keris. How many people? She said 200. I was like, yeah, why not? <laughs> So I think um, Keris Matthews is it? Yeah, completely. Yeah, wow, yeah. what a break! So, uh, oh no, not Keris Matthews. Sorry, Keris Keris Bevan. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, I think Keris Matthews on the radio. Different Keris. No, Keris uh, Bevan. She she's part ex. Used to be part of the EC. So we're sort of same circles that okay. we walked in. Um, but anyway, so yeah, I remember going to the training. Um, I like I spoke to someone that uh, did laughter and and said to them, 
you know, what should I do? I've got this big event on, you know, how would you do it? And she's like, I would go and learn how to do it, Pete. And I was like, okay. So I went and did a course, spent two days doing laughter yoga. The first thing I said to them was just like, I'm here because, you know, why, why are you here? Why, why do you want to learn how to run laughter yoga? I said, because I've got an event next week. I've got 200 people turning up to it. And then they were like, just like, whoa, okay. And, um, but it was a buzz. It was a buzz just getting up in front of 200 people, just creating this laughter, this, this magic in the air. Um, so then off the back of that, I um, started doing some more corporate events going into, into offices. So I mentioned the Entrepreneur Circle. So I've done, I've, I did a session at their, their place. Um, I've done, um, and then, but I suppose the full circles at WOMAD last year, 2019, uh, the guy who was running the sessions sort of stepped out and didn't want to do it, but he spoke to me and said, look, Pete, do you want to do it? And again, I've got 200 people in a circle around me laughing at this festival for like three days. And I was just like, yeah, just, just blown away by it. And it, it sort of, I suppose for me, again, finding that passion, finding something that I was good at, some, something that ticked my marketing boxes, ticked my sales box, t- boxes, ticked the fact that I like to be quite flamboyant i suppose like a, like charismatic I, I want i like being i'm comfortable being on video i'm comfortable you know a lot of my promotions i've been doing for the chef stuff has been me to camera me you know like yeah. like marketing that way so that was quite an easy tick um and i think also if i roll back to when i was at school i never did never did drama and i really wanted to at the time and that's again another story but i've i've just discovered that this this you know i, I like to be a showman i like to be you know to help people um i used to be a dj as well so therefore you know i'm used to being in front of big audiences usually there with headphones and decks in front of me but um does that answer your question yeah yeah i mean it's such an amazing thing to do and i love the way you keep saying oh you know this was my passion this is something i felt i really love doing this gave me a buzz and I, you know i think that's so important as I don't know, I think we're going to business for all sorts of reasons. I know I have. I mean, I've had various businesses over the years and sometimes I've just done it because I think, oh, that's a good idea. Or even like a friend came to me at one point and said, do you know, I've been doing this, but I'm going off abroad. I thought of putting it to bed and I've gone, oh, well, I'll do it. You know, I mean, but yeah, at the end of the day, you've got to have something that you end up really, really loving. I I think you're right. I think, you know, it's if I look at how, Chloe and I fell into the recruitment initially, the chef agency. Mm. It was because I was, I was in a job as a recruitment agency, uh, in a chef agency. Me and Chloe traveled for 14 months. So we went, we, we shut everything. We rented the house. We went off around the world, came back in 2009, the, 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 the last recession we went through. Um, I sat at the same desk. It was mad. I sat there literally probably the second day, just same computer, same desk. And I just spent 14 months away from this. And, um, and unfortunately I was the last one into the first one out and it's sort of tried to find a job. And in the end went, well, let's just start, let's start up our own chef agency or, or it was more waiting staff back then and event staff. And, um, that's how I fell into it. So it's again, you know, a lot of businesses, you do fall into it because that's, you know what I suppose what you know you know the the the, the age old story of the mechanic that starts they're in garage because they know how to fix cars but actually are they a business owner or are they just a mechanic and it's, really? it's <laughs> you know, it was one of those things I suppose you know like I was I could recruit I could sell but mm. like obviously you learn you learn so much when you start your own business and it was definitely a steep curve um, and like I say we've we've learned loads of lessons and but then actually knowing that you for me now I found this thing that I love doing that like I said I'm passionate and anytime I talk about it I get really 
like animated. I don't do this about chef agency. You know, don't get me wrong. I, like I do love our chef agency. It was our first child, eleven years. You know, we've we've had it. So, um, but it doesn't make me go, whoa, this is amazing. So, um, yeah. yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, because it is like when I went into coaching, I love love the coaching, and and it was absolutely the right decision for me. Looking back, all the other stuff that I'd done, but I, can't, I do say to people, but it was when I was talking to business owners that's when I would light up because I realized even though I love doing the deep stuff and the mindset and the, you know, all that sort of deep in inner work, it was like, well, tell me about your business. And then, you know, it's like, oh yeah, what about this? What about that? So yeah, I know what you mean. You've got to find that thing that just ignites you, don't you? Yeah, it doesn't. And it doesn't feel like a job then, does it? It just feels mm-hmm. like it's your life. And, and I think that's really important. I think for, for anyone watching or listening, it's just like sometimes, you do fall into a business, but it might not be the right one, but you are also learning lots of skills along the way. So when that right opportunity does turn up and don't get me wrong, you know, similar to yourself, Karen, I've had lots of, once we started our own business and became self-employed, it was like, Oh, we'll start our own little mobile bar company that we did. I think we did three bars basically like we did one wedding where we we ran out of gin the next wedding we went out with loads of gin they all drank vodka and then like so we're left with this just cupboard full of gin and vodka and we've not made any money we've just got loads of stock and it's like right actually this isn't as easy as we thought it was going to be so um but again you, you know you learn you learn as you go on um, another another thing we did we, we borrowed we borrowed wow well, hundred and fifty thousand pounds to create an app that just went it just didn't work in the end it did wow. we but again I, like so i suppose learned from all my marketing experience that mm-hmm. i've I managed to build a list of twenty thousand chefs i managed to like it was just the customers that didn't want to get the 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 didn't want to i suppose <laughs> trust it it worked mm-hmm. um and but we took that risk of, of doing that and, and and also that's another time where laughter has really helped me because i, I although i not being and learned how to do the laughter again i was watching video i remember like the the company that we borrowed the money from wanted their money back basically they, like they because we we borrowed it in one name and put it into another business which we like naively didn't realize we could do we couldn't do so then all of a sudden they're knocking on the door saying we need our money three days before christmas and it's just oh, like gosh. you know it was it was it was really really stre- like really stressful at that point and um but luckily i had laughter in like i knew of laughter at that point so i just started watching some videos and and it was a dark quite a dark time for me then but mm-hmm. like i say the laughter really helped and i suppose all these little things just keep adding up to make you realize that actually you know this, this, these things are important definitely so what about lockdown i mean you you started saying you know you obviously couldn't do the chefing or anything like that that just disappeared completely yeah like what, what have you been doing because everything you know everything had to go online how did you sort of pivot that lovely word so the right so when once lockdown came straight away obviously you know with the with with the chef business it literally like i said went to probably about 20 percent um so the first thing i did then was i just started looking at the laughter side of things i I joined forces with a couple of other laughter leaders and we created um a daily giggle channel we called it so throughout lockdown we were offering four laughter sessions for free a day um and we started getting people coming from all over the world actually were coming to these laughter sessions and we were just supporting them um but 
what also was happening at the same time there was um the world laughter day it was and um i created this daily i created this laughter chain so there's an exercise it, it, it's it's you got a giggle phone it's the funniest thing that you've heard and you just literally <laughs> and then you pass it on so i, I did this and and i suppose what i did, i again use my knowledge of um of upwork i use my knowledge of outsourcing offshore stuff and and i was getting people to send me to my Facebook at the time, these these little 10 second clips of um, the giggle phone and mm. managed to go from like not knowing anyone in the laughter community to everyone knowing who I was chatting to the main guy who, who, who started laughter yoga into, you know, in 95. Mm. Um, and we got <coughs> people across 70 countries to pass this giggle phone. And it was, it was immense. Mm. It, but um, yeah, it was, it was such a really, I suppose for me, I was I was, just, I was doing like 80 hour weeks, two eight, yeah, but I was loving it because I was getting up in the morning. I was like, I've got another 30 people. I've got another 50 people. Yes, we've got uh, outer Mongolia. Yes, we've got um, you know, Nepal. And it was just like, but reaching out to all these people just and made it a massive game. And it was so much fun. Like, I was just like, come on. It was Australia was one that was really not, no one was. And I knew a couple of people in Australia that did it. But they didn't want to give. They didn't want to do the laughter phone. I was just like, "Come on, someone's going to want to pass it." And then eventually, we got like Australia. So I coloured the map in, and I was colouring all, you know, and just making a really big game of it. And um, yeah, and and I, so that's what I did at the beginning of lockdown. And then as that's moved through by doing the daily laughter sessions, so I was doing a session every day at seven pm and at eight am. I was running those two sessions, um, but as I was doing the 7 p.m. one, I was starting to think, well, actually, this is working because I wasn't sure if it was going to work online as well as it does in person. And it was. And then I started offering my services out to businesses, some some previous contacts that I had saying that I can do this session. And again, as each session I run, I've, I've got, I've got my, um, I've got my, my cheat sheet here. I know which, which exercises work. I know which one gets people going. Um, and, you know, it, it's, yeah, it's just been really, really good. And I, I'm not saying it's making anywhere near as much financially as the chef tree or the chef agency does. Um, Chloe and I both know that. We know which business is the main bread, you know, the main business it's, that pays our lifestyle. But at some point there will be a tipping point. I know there will where, you know, people like my bookings will get too many. I'll get too many bookings. I won't be able to do all of the laughter sessions that I'm doing. So therefore my prices will have to go up and um, yeah. But, and then franchise. Yeah, exactly. Franchise the red hat. Um, It's something someone mentioned early on. It's just like, look, you know how to get yourself bookings. And it's like, yeah, but are they trying to book me or are they just trying to book a laughter session? So yeah, but the franchise thing, it could be, you know, as long as they've got the same, I suppose, uh, outlook and the way, because again, different laughter, laughter professionals do it. I say professionals mm. because we are, we, you know, they did, but they run different types. So there, there are certainly people that run more sort of relaxed, calming sessions, which, are, which work too. But as you can probably tell by my energy, I'm quite like my sessions are really fast. Yeah, you're the morning guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on, let's go. <laughs> So yeah, that's how lockdown's treated me. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. Okay, I know you're itching to do to demonstrate what it is that you do. So go on, I'm up for it. I'm up for most things. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. I'm bungee jumping, so hey. Okay. 
This is good. This is good. So I'm just going to, I'll do a couple of things. All right. So first thing, I'm just going to explain sort of the benefits of laughter. So, you know, laughter, it releases positive endorphins, which obviously releases stress and anxiety. So it's really, really important. And it's also strengthens our immune system as well because we're getting lots of fresh oxygen into our lungs um there's like a little bit of like probably about a quarter of our lungs that uh, are full of stale oxygen that just sit there because we're, a lot of the times we're just sat down all day um and, and you know we're not expelling that air so the game plan is is through different laughter and breathing exercises we we get rid of that oxygen we get fresh stuff in and we start firing up the endorphins so we've got four laughs okay so the first laugh we're going to do together is a social laugh and this laugh is the sort of laugh where it comes from the throat and it's like a he 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 it's like i don't (laughs) so let me hear you (laughs) 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 perfect second laugh now this one's important because this comes from our heart okay and this is the one that gets the blood pumping around the body starts firing up the endorphins and that's more of a Third laugh. Okay. So yeah, he's working. Come from the stomach. Okay. So this is your lungs, and this is your best Santa Claus laugh. So your best. Oh, so. fourth and final laugh that we've got and this one's like it's up here somewhere and this opens up our brain a little bit to to being a bit childlike so we put our arms up in the air and we go (laughs) and we go How do you feel now? Brilliant, apart from bashing my elbow on the door. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? We're not even in the same room. I've just done literally a really simple exercise, and yeah. I can see your, your cheeks are warming up already. I can oh, see yeah. your eyes are starting to light up a bit as well. And yeah. it's Welcome. it's great. That's great. Okay. So, um, a couple more things to do. So, Boris, it's your turn now. So you're going to put me on the, just like you put me on the spot there, you're going to put me on the spot. Um, can I help you with anything, Pete? What question around business or marketing or whatever can I try and answer for you? Okay. So I, how do you find out where your ideal customer hangs out? Where, where, what's the best method would you say of finding out where 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 to go and find them i think in business it's all about the customer isn't it it always has to be and i think there's a there's a sort of um not like almost like an ethos that has to run through your business and that is about always putting your your head in where theirs would be always putting yourself in their shoes and it has to be, whether you're 
thinking about making a flyer, going on LinkedIn, whatever it is. I think we always, always have to come from that place is, what is my customer thinking? What, what are they feeling? What are they searching for? And I think if you can really, really get in that place, then when you start asking questions like, well, okay, where are they hanging out? You're going to be in a much better position because that is your number one priority is really understanding your customer. What is their need? So for instance, I mean, if you're trying to think not maybe too personal to you, but when you think about your customer and what it is that they're after, then certain things will go, Oh, they're not going to be there. You know, they're not going to be someone who goes on Pinterest or they're not going to be someone who goes on LinkedIn. Um, and I think that is the sort of first start is, is the guiding you through is really, really getting to know that person. And then that automatically almost helps you think, Oh, where, where, where are they going to be? Where are they going to be? So I don't know if you want to give me an example, but I mean, you've obviously pivoted and you're now wanting to find HR, um, people managers, well-being managers. Okay. So, I mean, you're now in the business space, whereas before you perhaps thinking of different people, more individuals, what they needed at home, you're now thinking of corporates. Now, okay, you're going to think, okay, what have I got? I've got a, I've got a person who's got all these people sitting at home and he knows he's got to try and keep that team together. They have their weekly water cooler meetings, but people are a bit despondent. We've now gone into lockdown again. How are they feeling? What is his main, what are the main thoughts going round? I shouldn't say his head, her head. And she's thinking, how can I, how can I make people realize they're part of a team? So you're going to go, okay, what, what are they looking for? Okay, well, I know I can give them that because I'm, I know I do brilliant work. I bring people together. I make them laugh. I lighten the atmosphere. They do stuff together. So, you know, it seems a bit of an obvious one that, yeah, they're going to be, they're going to be on LinkedIn because they're business people looking for a solution to a business problem. So that's going to be your first port of call. Mm-hmm. Um, and then getting more on the practical level, I mean, if it's HR people, if you're looking on LinkedIn, there's going to be groups on LinkedIn where HR people are going to be hanging out. Um, they're quite difficult to get into, though, from what I hear. Uh, because they get so much stuff thrown at them every day, you know, use me, do this, do that. Um, so very often it's a case of getting one person in, you know, you would get to know one person, they then open you up to a whole group of other people. So it may be just starting out, as you probably are already on LinkedIn, you know, hey guys, this is what I do. And just keep putting it out there, the benefits, it's always got to be the result for people and this is what a lot of I think a lot of people forget they go oh well, I do this amazing thing and it helps people do this but what is the result so in your posts on LinkedIn you need to be putting out case studies things you've done video clips are brilliant for you aren't they because just the people love seeing people laugh you know and I would use it that way but if it's HR people that's the way because they are tricky Mm-hmm. They are tricky. But at the end of the day, whether you're on LinkedIn, Facebook or whatever, and especially that this goes for LinkedIn because people think, mm, well, it's a business. I'm not sure I'm a business person. Behind every business, there's a person. Mm-hmm. So if you can tap into that person, 
you can get into the business. Perfect. Thank you very much. I hope that's helped. Yeah, no, it has. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. I took um, the the group thing. It's definitely something I've not just tried to look into at the moment. Um, And I think also the fact that, you know, you get into one HR, but like, hey, you're right. HR people, well, yeah, they, they do know other HR people and they, they sort of all, and they've definitely got a certain way about them as well. I'm, I'm starting to learn that. Um, you know, they might not be ready for the like, hey, yay, I do this. It's like, you know, they do, you're right. They need to know like what is the benefit of their team? What are, the, what are their team going to get out of this? What is the business going to get out of this? And that's certainly something that I found on LinkedIn by putting those sort of posts out there is definitely, you know, you get more engagement from those posts mm. and more intrigue as well. People are, you know, um, yeah. Yeah. And I wouldn't get too hung up on HR. Cause I mean, I'm thinking, I mean, my husband, he has a team of about 90. Um, I mean, he runs the organization, so he's not the HR person. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's the one who said, you know what I want to have, as I say, he's the one who calls it the water cooler meeting. You know, I want that meeting. I want all, you know, because yes, he's going to have staff meetings about, oh, God, furlough and what's happening and the latest and blah, blah, blah. But he was very keen that they should all come together, you know, and just have a chat and that everyone looks out for each other and that sort of thing. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, it might just, um, you know, don't, don't get, don't focus on HR to the exclusion of other people. Just keep putting your stuff out there, telling you what they do, showing the results, you know, and people will, will pick up. Be the, be the water cooler guy, can't I? Yeah. I like that idea. Um, Cause you're right. I mean, a lot of the people that I'm speaking to at the moment are very much, um, you know, we have a team meeting every week. Perfect. Would you, you know, is it best to do this separate? That I was like, well, no, probably not. It's best. Like, I, I finding when when I do these sessions, it works really nicely if I do it pre meeting because it gets everyone sort of fired up and it gets the the thought processes going as well. So you know, when when you're having a meeting, you need creativity in there as well. And people, you know, especially when you're coming up with some different, you need other ideas or whatever. It's um. So yeah, I like I like that water cooler idea. I'll, def- I'll definitely um tell him about you. <laughs> that'd be amazing amazing. and the networking you know the networking but the networking that's got the business you know the the federation of small business the chambers of commerce Mm -hmm. you know the bigger ones you know get in get into them because that's where the business owners that's that's where the managers will be yeah you don't want the one man you know you don't want the solopreneurs that are in a lot of networking groups you want the people who are running teams don't you yeah exactly what about would you do something like um uh bah, 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 bah. I've forgotten what the name of it is now. The, they've got chapters, the networking. It's a big it's one of the biggest BNI, that's it. BNI is it BNI? The thing is with BNI, I think there's a lot of solo people in there. Right, okay. Um so that's why I mean I think you want the actual more of the um I say, I would have thought for you that, you know, the larger, I mean, you said Bristol, are you in Bristol? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Bristol Chamber of Commerce. Surely that's a big one, isn't it? Uh, I I don't know. I've not looked at them to be fair. So, um, I will, uh, I'm writing it down right now. Can you tell? (laughs) (laughs) Right. So. Hello. I said I would give you a little bit of a, ch- not a challenge, but what, what would you like t- to give the members? What little, either a takeaway or an exercise or something for them to take from this interview as well? 
I, I think, you know, it'd be, it'd be silly not to, um, there's two things actually that I want to want to give away a giveaway or, or I suppose one bits advice from sort of 11 years of business and, and just, you know, mind mindset is so key right now. It's really key. And there's so many people out there that are in a really low vibration right now. And the way, and don't get me wrong, I'm not always in this high vibration. I get to that low vibration as well, but the way that we, look at things is really really important i think if you're struggling right now i think a, a reach out to other business owners and speak to them because you know it, it, it talk to your friends as well but your friends like well a lot of my friends are business owners but you know if you're, you're chatting to your parents or your family they, they don't get it they don't understand the real issues that you're going through but actually if you can reach out to other business owners like-minded people and just say look do you know what it's crap at the moment. This is what's happening. And so that's what I would say. That's my one, that's a bit of advice, definitely. And the second thing, I'd, I'd love to just share one more laughter exercise, which everyone can do, including yourself, Karen. Okay. <laughs> so, and this one's, this one's a bit, bit more, uh, I, I do this to push my, the, the laugh out. And it's the one that I, I suppose, get the, get the best benefit from personally. Um, and it, what we're going to do is just turn, take a real deep breath in and then we're going to breathe it out. And then we're going to take another deep breath in. We're going to hold it. And then we're just going to let out a laugh for as long as we can. Okay. Um, just be aware that we're expelling a lot of air. So then we're just going to take another deep breath in again. Okay. And then hopefully Karen and whoever's watching this, listening to this, when you finish that, you, you, if you do this exercise, you will feel the benefits of laughter from this one exercise. So we'll take a nice deep breath in with our hands up. We go like this. Just hold it hold it and okay so this next exhale we're just going to let out a, a laugh as long as we can okay so deep breath in hold it hold it hold it hold it hold it and... <laughs> and breathe in and relax brilliant You're welcome <laughs> thank you so much i bet that's gonna this is gonna be such a hoot so that's pete can everybody and pete's got his details up here as well so you know do take a note of them get in touch pete just quickly are you still doing your sort of giggle mornings or you know what yeah what day yeah so every, every morning eight o'clock uh weekdays 10 minutes of laughter um there's no guiding through that. It's just literally we just copy each other. We're laughing with it. Um, usually get around eight to ten people. Um, we get little influxes. Um, I'd say if it's something you're interested in, just definitely reach out to me at petecan.com. That's probably the best place, and I can let you know the links for that. Um, it's a really, it's just a great way to start the day. I really, really find it. You know, I've, I've just had a week off on holiday, and I didn't laugh, and I've started laughing again since I've been back, and. Don't get me wrong, I did laugh whilst I was on holiday, but just not. <laughs> God, I hope so. Not, 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 yeah, this is a really good holiday. This is. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, just doing that 10 minute of laughter in the morning just helps, personally helps my creativity. I can I laugh for 10 minutes and then I can write a blog. I can, mm-hmm. you know, I, I do, everything's just fired up and I feel really, really like good about myself. So um, yeah. Okay, lovely. Thank you so much. Brilliant interview. thank you bye now bye (laughs) thank you so much for listening to laughter and positivity with pete 
to access today's show notes and exclusive content, please head over to pecan.com forward slash podcast. Be sure to tune in next week for your next dose of laughter and positivity. Until then, remember, if Pete can, you can. <laughs>